0: If you dare. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh.
0: The numbers told the story they always do. It's
1: one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Gone, V
2: Good Monday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander. Guessing lines for week number three. And of course, in the process, a look back at another insane week of the National Football League. You thought week one was great. Oh, that was adorable compared to yesterday. Uh, of course, Kelly Bidlin is here. And, of course, the star of Guessing Lines, which we do uh, every Monday morning during the NFL season, the man who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, Chrissy Andrews. Sir. What's up? What you got there? What's, what's your shirt today?
1: Smart? I, I'm going to see if anybody knows who that is. Okay. All right. I'm going to see if anybody tweet the show if you know whose insignia this is, whose oh, logo. Whose logo. Okay. I'm assuming it's a college. That's the only
2: hint that, we have. We can go that far, yeah. Okay, so let me let me just start by saying this. and I'll bring in Kelly for this. Kelly, I feel like all of these years of of NFL games where bounces going against me and just pure NFL hell on Sundays, I feel like it's all coming back to me in, um, in two weeks.
3: I'm happy for you.
2: Well, <laughs> but what I what I mean to say by that is this: I wasn't dumb then, and I'm not smart now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just works. the NFL. And it's all Plinko. It's all Plinko. You're uh your Raiders CLV, how's that going for
3: you? Oh, oh. yeah, it in at the store, got a free t-shirt, That's you know.
2: <laughs> all that went home with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Chrissy, your your
1: day I would imagine was made by that Raiders Cardinals game. Oh, that was huge. Huge. We we had a couple day makers. That was probably the biggest day maker, though. Who were the other ones? <laughs> oh man, I gotta get my sheet out here. Um Oh, the Ravens. Yeah. The Browns. So the big ones. Uh, I named two losers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it was actually the Dolphins and the Jets, yeah. I would say. Um, those were two big ones. Um, those were the only good ones in the morning. We didn't have a great morning. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't great. But then in the afternoon, uh, we actually needed the 49ers, needed the Cowboys mm. to win. Outright would have been nice, and, of course, we got that. Oh, sorry, that didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Broncos winning and not covering was actually very good for Cowboys us. Cowboys winning outright did help you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah oh, okay. which we I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? Yeah, oh, that's okay. Okay, yeah, got you go okay. yeah. All right. So it did work out for you. Yeah. I know. I'm all, right. I'm, still, that's all right. I'm still on my first cup of coffee. Though. I'm sorry. <laughs> Relax. All right. Well well, let's get into the games because there's okay.
2: so much to get into with three just insane comebacks, which we'll get into. Oh yeah, forgot about this. It's your intro. Guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews. Oh, yeah. Your old neighborhood theater font there. Kelly, what we have first Thursday night? First Thursday night football Steelers at the Browns. Now, here's the deal again for those who are new to this show. This is a tribute to the old Stardust show of the same ilk back in the day with Roxy Roxborough again. The process is I don't know the spreads. I've been in a cocoon. I guess what they are. Sometimes I will be close. Sometimes I will be wildly wrong. But within this process, we hope that there's something to learn. And so far, weeks one and two... Oh, boy, have the instincts been spot on. Who was the game? What's the game Thursday? Steelers at the Browns. Oh, God, when am I going to make that number? Steelers lose to the Patriots yesterday. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, 21 of 33 in defeat, 168 uh, uh, in terms of his passing yards. One touchdown, one pick, sack three times. The Steelers only had 243 total yards of offense. Miles Jack did have 13 tackles on defense. That's nice. But the key sequence in this game, if I may, uh, the, the Patriots were up 10 to six and Mac Jones throws, what looks like a surefire interception dropped by Cameron Sutton. And then the ensuing punt, cause that was a third down Gunner Ol- Olszewski muffs it. And it leads to a goal to go situation for new England three plays later. It's 17 to six, by the way, that sequence. And then the, the last touchdown of the first half where Nelson Aguilar just outfought the coverage for the catch. The Steelers could have had this. But those, the the big moments just went against them. So tip of the cap to the Patriots. And then there's the Browns. Oh, then there's the Browns. Jacoby Brissett, 22 of 27 for 229. In defeat, one touchdown, one pick, sack once. Nick Chubb, 17 for 87 and three touchdowns. The Browns had 184 rushing yards against the Jets. Oh, my goodness. Um. Amari Cooper, nine catches for 101 and a touchdown. But as you know, this was historical. With 209 left in the game, the Browns are up 24 to 17. It's also historic in addition to being historical. Up 24 to 17, <clears throat> pardon me, with 209 left. The Jets have one timeout left. Kareem Hunt runs out of bounds, mm-hmm. stops the clock with 202. Then with 202 left, Chubb takes it to the house, 30 to 17, and York misses the PAT. All either player had to do was stay in bounds. Didn't happen. Hunt goes out of bounds, tried to stay in bounds. Chubb took it to the house, didn't have to. Kevin Stefanski and the coaching uh, staff did not sort of prep the team for that. Cade York misses the PAT. What could possibly go wrong with them up 13 with 155 left? I'll tell you what could go wrong. Flacco to Conklin for nine, and then with 132 left, Flacco to a wide-open Corey Davis for 66 and a touchdown, 30-24. to No defender was in the screen when Corey Davis caught that ball. Still got to recover an onside kick. Onside kicks only worked 16% of the time roughly last year. Of course the Jets' Justin Hardy recovers. 120 left, no timeouts, down six. Nine plays, 53 yards, four first downs, capped by a Flacco to Garrett Wilson. 15-yard touchdown, after which Flacco showed more emotion more emotion than I've ever seen him from his entire career to date, including a Super Bowl title with Baltimore. Jets lead after the extra point, to 31-30, 22 seconds left for the Browns after the Jets' don't mortar kick. Second play from scrimmage, set, picked by Ashton Davis. Ball game in one of the more unbelievable finishes in the history. Of the National Football League. In fact, teams that have been down 13-plus in the final two minutes, 2,229 straight losses. You may recall the 2001 game between the Bears and the Browns is the last one. Or maybe not. Um, I don't know what to make this game. Pitt at Cleveland? I, I split. I, I, I. don't think you could make it Cleveland 3, I think. And it's not a pick em.
1: I split it. I say Cleveland minus one and a half. Oh, my gosh. Already we're in. We're in guessing lines. Bingo. I like your number better. It's three and a half. Whoa. My power ratings come to two and a half. I know Pittsburgh lost. They they offensively certainly looked horrible. Defense still played great. Yes. The one catch. What was it, the end of the first half? Where th- that was an unbelievable catch for the touchdown, you know, for, for New England. Yes. If you remember that. Then they had the short field. Oshansky, you know, a pro bowl returner fumbles the uh, the punt. Um, anyway, I I've thought two and a half, I thought was, you know, I, I think a good number, but it's three and a half everywhere. You know, I, I guess I'm going to open three and a half just because we do that little dance with the three that can get us into a lot of trouble. But if I see this trending lower in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to go lower with Ooh, it. I, I, and let's at Cleveland. I still have a way to of uh, blowing games. And by the way, Jacoby Brissett, I thought played very well. He really did. Not uh, his fault at all. Getting three and a
2: half, man. I'll take that Pittsburgh defense no, that's, against. That's Brissette. too high.
1: By the way, how do you like our new uh, graphics? You like your your face right there,
2: Chrissy? You look like you're a uh, Bond villain.
1: Really? With I the can't line see right, right here.
2: here. Oh, we'll, we'll throw it up there right there. All right. There's the guess. You're putting it up at three and a half, though.
1: I'm going to put up three and a half for now. If I see it trending lower, like I said, we, everybody likes to play that three, three and a half game with us yeah, okay. uh, because we do everything at 11 to 10. If I see this trending lower in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to three. Once again, Adam Chernoff with the, with a tweet about that. Again, all, all Hunt had to do was go out of bounds. Yeah.
2: All Chubb had to do was go out of bounds, and you say to yourself, "Well, yeah, but do you really, do you really coach that in those situations? Y- you have to. You have to just be aware of every possibility." Chernoff saying, "If Hunt goes down to either of his runs, I would certainly say the second. Well, i see New England staying in bounds yeah, when they're supposed to. We've seen him many, many times before. Or Bryant Westbrook, famously, right? If uh, Hunt goes down or Chubb slides, the Browns kneel out the game and win by. Well, they'd win by seven actually. Instead, they score and now headed to one and one on the season because of it. Losses entirely on Cleveland. And their coaching staff. What's first on Sunday morning, Kelly? What do we got? Already a discrepancy in the Thursday night game.
3: First up, Sunday, one p.m. Eastern time, Texans at the Bears. Oh,
1: Texans. I oh. got a whole different. All okay. right, well, I got a right. different rotation. We'll go by your rotation. We'll okay. go by. We'll go by this rotation.
2: Uh, Texans fall to 0 and one. They lose to the Broncos. Lord knows the Broncos gave them every chance to win. And Chicago falls to 0-2 last night, in case you missed it. Houston, in their uh, in their loss to the Broncos, in a stinker of a game. Davis Mills, 19 of 38 for 177. No touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. The, the Texans only managed 15 first downs and 234 total yards. They were 2 of 13 on third downs, 1 of 3 on fourth. They had eight penalties for 94 yards. Uh, the the real, they had a fourth and inches at one point of the Denver 14. It was a six, six game, 1027 left in the third quarter. They went for it and converted, ended up settling for a field goal anyway, but it wasn't like Houston wasn't trying. They were taking their chances. Still couldn't get it done. They lose 16 to nine. Then Chicago last night, Justin Fields, after completing eight forward passes in week one, he completes seven last night, seven of 11 for 70 yards, no touchdowns, one pick Sacked three times eight for 20 on the ground for a touchdown. David Montgomery was a beast out of the backfield, though, 15 for 122. The Bears only had 11 first downs in their defeat against the Packers last night. They were 1 of 7 on third down. They were 0 for 1 on fourth. They only had 228 total yards, only 48 passing when you put it all in the wash. They were out time of possession, if you will, 37-15 to 22-45. But they can be summed up by this. They, they trailed 24-7 to 7 at the half. Their first drive of the game in the first half, they had seven plays, 71 yards, and seven points. The last 10 plays of the first half, they only had 13 total yards and zero points. But down 24-10 to after a tremendous drive where the Bears were gashing the pack, uh, the pack D, fourth and goal at the doorstep, 8-13 left, chance to get back in the game to cut it to one score. They go in a shotgun, and Fields gets stopped short. We still doing that? Just sneak the ball! Just sneak it. He might have scored, by the way, but it didn't hold up on replay. Uh this is a, I made it a pick'. I don't know what to make this game. Houston at the Bears is that lazy? Pick uh,
1: you know, I made it one, boy, two already. I like your number better than what's. I made it one. I made the Bears one. Uh, it's two and a half, and I even see like a three even money and most of the two and a halfs have juice on the favorite. I made it one. you you mentioned field stats. I mean they're they're horrible, they're atrocious. And, okay, we can make a little excuse week one because of the weather. No excuses yesterday. This is not a very good team. Houston plays hard for Lovie Smith. They're not that good, but they play hard. I think uh, I, I I do like your number better. I made it one. You made a pick. I'm going to open two and a half just because I see it going higher. Justin Fields has
2: completed 15 passes in two weeks. We'll come back. It's Guessing lots on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote Yes on Prop 27. Skill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin is guessing lines for week number three in the National Football League. And just uh, just unbelievable. The NFL is the best anti-drug <laughs> campaign there ever could be. Like, why do you – don't ever – Why? what's the point of taking drugs? Just bet on the NFL. Uh, you just need one snort of Jameis Winston. and that, That'll <laughs> fire you up <laughs> for a couple hours. <laughs> Before that. Um, it's just unbelievable between – and we'll get to them all. But between the Browns Jets, the Dolphins Ravens, and of course – the Raiders Cardinals, what a day in the National Football League. And boy, oh boy, are we happy that Dr. Bob ended up talking us off the Jets in the Browns game? Just not, oh, yeah. not that the Browns shouldn't have won it but and, and covered in the process, but good Lord. What a, what a fortuitous. Great
3: point. I, f- I, I forgot both of you and I were kind of really considering, we were considering that one on it. Friday.
2: Fortuitous bounce, as Dan Deardorff used to call it. All right, what's next? One o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, Raiders at the Titans. All right, well, let's just get into it with the Raiders the Raiders somehow lose to the Cardinals. Derek Carr in defeat, 25 of 39 for 252, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. Speaking of you know, how Justin Fields only completed seven passes in the Bears game, he only threw 11 forward passes. Well, Devontae Adams only had seven targets and only caught two balls for the Raiders. Two for 12, that can't be. Raiders, of course, as is their history, 10 penalties for 68 yards. The Raiders let tw- led 20 to nothing at the half, famously. Twenty to nothing at the half. The Cardinals could do nothing, and then up twenty to seven, late third quarter. The Raiders end up going up twenty-three to seven because then there's a pi on a deep ball by Carr to Mac Hollins. Apparently, we don't call him catchable anymore. Balls, uh, no human being could have could have come close to catching that ball. Still a pi, twenty-three to seven. And you're like, okay, it's the fourth quarter. It's twenty-three to seven. It's this one's over. Raiders gonna win this. Oh, sure they are. So up twenty three to seven, the Raiders stop Arizona on a fourth and one at the Raiders' eleven with twelve thirty one left. Again, you're like, ah, the Raiders got this. But then the three and out for the Raiders. Arizona matriculates the ball down the field. They convert a fourth and fourth. The uh, Raiders twenty five with eight forty one left on an unbelievable catch at the doorstep by Marquise Hollywood Brown. It was incredible, incredible. Then after a one yard touchdown run by Darrell Williams, Kyler Murray with a nearly twenty one second. Two-point conversion in which he ran the ball and estimated 84.8 yards. That sounds like more than an estimate. Sounds pretty exact. 23 to 15. Then after a Raiders punt, all of a sudden the Raiders offense couldn't do anything. Arizona starts down eight, down eight points first and ten at their own, twenty-seven with four forty-three left. Arizona then goes on a 17-play game-time drive that features a fourth-and-one conversion on a short Murray-Scamper to the right at the uh, Raiders 43 with 2.28 left, and then a fourth-and-four at the six with 20 seconds left on a defensive holding call. Ooh, do you think that was a defensive hold? Hmm. And then ultimately, a first-and-goal at the three that the Cardinals got after three incomplete passes, and then on fourth-and-goal, a Kyler scramble to the left. Then they take a delay penalty because they still need the two-point conversion. They take a delay Oh my goodness, it's unforgivable. And they still get it on a Murray to A.J. Green pass and catch. Pinpoint pass up the middle from Murray. And A.J. Green finally hangs on to one. We go to OT, and probably cards get the ball. They fail to convert a fourth and one at the Raiders 37 with 530 left. Raiders take over. 40 minutes of real time at this point it had gone by since the Raiders' offense had been on the field. And on the Raiders' third play, Renfro, tackled by Jalen Thompson, fumble. Foster Moreau recovers, though. What a play by Moreau. But the Raiders' relief was short-lived. Two plays later, Renfro again, tackled by Isaiah Simmons, fumble. This time, Byron Murphy Jr. to the house, 59 yards, touchdown, ball game, even though Murphy insists on flicking the ball up in the air a hair after he crossed the goal line. 29-23, Arizona, unbelievable. And
1: all of those Raiders betters in despair. When it was 23-15, somebody finally in my office says, you know, this game could get close. And I had, like, written it off. I, you know, had other games I was watching. I was watching the Denver game. I was watching the Ram game. I was watching the Cowboy game. Raiders wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden, it's by eight. I said, okay, we have a prayer here, you know, and uh, the prayers were answered. And by the way, that that delay of game penalty, I talked to one Raider fan who thought that that helped the uh, – uh, the the Cardinals delay a game penalty on the two point conversion because it forced Actually, them to pass. Yeah, it forced them to pass. Thought that that was Interesting. Uh, that was better. You know, I'm not sure about that, but th- that's what they thought.
2: Tennessee, of course, has not played Tennessee part of the doubleheader tonight. Tennessee's at Buffalo, and then right around halftime, people should know that about the doubleheader tonight. These aren't these these games aren't stacked on top. They're they're they they overlap. Yeah. So then it's so it's Bills Titans followed by the uh, the Vikings and the Eagles about an hour and a half later tonight. Um, so we haven't seen the Titans play their second game. They're obviously 0-1 after losing to the Giants last week. I don't know what to make this line, a hypothetical Raiders-Titans line, sight unseen. It's close to a pick em for me, though. I, I said pick em.
1: Yeah, you know, my my power range come to the Raiders 2. Uh, 1 is what I see right now, Raiders 1. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I'll open a 1. I, I don't know what we're going to see tonight out of the Titans. I, I think, I, kind of like Buffalo a little bit tonight. I think Buffalo might wax some pretty Pretty good. Kelly, you have a play on either game tonight? Doubt yes, so I am. Uh, yeah.
3: Minnesota for the contest as yeah. well for me. Yeah, so are, I'm going
1: to open one, just sight okay. unseen. I don't want to mess with this One too in much. favor of the, of, the Raiders. of the Raiders. Those are three dicey lines to start the,
2: start the uh, show here. What's next, Kelly? 1 o'clock Eastern time. Chiefs at the Colts. All right, Chiefs on extra rest here. They played the Thursday night game against uh, the Chargers. You may remember Mahomes, 24 of 35 for 235. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. And then there's
1: Indianapolis. Is there a team I had pegged more wrong this offseason? You and everybody else. I got flooded on them to win the division. I have a lot of Super Bowl money on the Colts, et cetera, et cetera. In an offseason where so far through two weeks I have pegged most
2: correctly, that is clearly the one I have the worst on.
1: I, you know, I remember taking those division bets and thinking, we're giving away money on this. Yeah. Team. Well, they're 0-1-1 now. Both division games, too, by the way. Both division games. Yeah, they, they tie
2: with the Texans last week. By the way, the dregs, supposedly, of that division, right? They tie with the Texans last week when Lovey Smith played to tie. And yesterday, they get beat by the Jaguars. Now, now maybe you thought Indi- Indianapolis wouldn't cover. Maybe you thought Indianapolis wouldn't win. But did you think they were going to get beat 24 to nothing? Matt Ryan, 16 of 30 for 195, no touchdowns, three picks, three, five sacks, And we talked about how Devontae Adams only got seven targets, two catches for 12 yards for the Raiders. Jonathan Taylor had nine carries for 54 yards. What are we doing? Jonathan Taylor, nine carries for 54 yards. The Colts could only muster nine first downs in this game. They were two of 10 on third down. They were 0 for two on fourth. And they only got 218 total yards, only 54 of which were on the ground. Of course, the main statistic Minus three in turnovers. That's all you really need to know. Colts had three. Jacksonville had nothing. And they were out time of possession, if you will, by Jacksonville. 38-15 to 21-45. Kansas City at Indianapolis, two weeks into the season. I Kansas City's got to be a huge... I said Kansas City minus six. Six.
1: Well, I I like my number better. Oh, it's seven. I I make it seven. My power ratings come to seven. It's six and a half, so it's right in between the two of us. But I'm going to open seven here. If you want to come in and take it, there's the counter right over there. It's come on right in and there. take it. Uh, I'm going to open the game seven. You mentioned a couple of things. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Matt Ryan had the worst QBR of the day, six point three, which is abysmally bad. Uh, and I I expected him to be much much better. Uh, um, Trevor Lawrence, we might get into this a little later with uh, Jacksonville. He was pressured on 10% of his throws. You know how bad that is? That's amazing. 10% of his throws was pressured. Colts did have key injuries. Absolutely. Even allotting for that, though. Yeah. I mean, that's still a horrible, horrible performance. I follow a couple writers out of Indianapolis, and they said, you know, if Ursay came in and fired everybody today, they could completely understand it. Um, they look terrible. But I'm going to open seven. It's six and a half is the predominant number. It's six and a half is the only number. But I'm going to open seven. If you want to come in and take it, it'll be on my board. I should say one other thing. I, I got the Colts wrong so far through two weeks. It's only two weeks,
2: but got that wrong. And you know what else? This this supposed gauntlet that the Chiefs are supposed to go through the first seven weeks of the season. So far, easy peasy. Yeah, so far. No, nah, they had a tough game Thursday night. They did. Yeah. But – there's six. I mean, you just go seven. I had them six. You, you said you put them oh, up. I'm putting them up seven. Seven-point road favorites at Indy. At how, the, like, how far have we come in two weeks? That's yeah, the, the case. The
1: odds-on favorite to, to win the division. And like I said, big money on them to win the Super Bowl in, in the preseason. Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston, and uh, and Tennessee. Yeah. What record wins the AFC South? I, you know, I, I'm thinking nine and eight. I mean, I'd sign up for nine and eight right now if I, if I was any one of those teams. And you're in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I don't know if we get there now. I don't know either. All right,
2: interesting numbers thus far. Many more to come. Guessing lines on a numbers game at Beaston, week three. Beast Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VCN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VCN show host and guest. 24-7 video, season prep that includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips. Updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VCN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 100 $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to beason.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews guessing lines with Kelly Bidlin in the house here on a uh, Monday morning for week number three. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback and uh, people were guessing about your shirt. Chrissy. Yeah. Hump day hockey. Is that the rock he's repping? And he's not talking about Dwayne Johnson either. No. That is that is the rock you're yeah. ripping. Yeah, a couple of people tweeted me, too. Slippery Rock. Yeah, Scott Clary. Slippery Rock University in capitals. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is also, uh, yeah, Bill Hooker. Slippery Rock. Everybody got it. Three for three. Uh, this is from... Is Wait this... a second. Not everybody. Oh, somebody... Our that's... good friend
1: Chris Felica got it wrong. Oh, yeah. He's Swarthmore, he said. He got Swarthmore. Sorry, Felica. <laughs> Sorry, Bear. <laughs>
2: yeah. Did he, got... he say Swarthmore? Is that what he said? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this is Nash said, a little hard to see the logo, but is that Stetson? No. No. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, EI, is this EI 77? Yeah, And am BC 27. Who was the guest you had that moved the Wyoming line three points, then winning outright as 17-point dogs was easily the highlight of my betting week. When can he come back on to do the exercise again? So Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports. Anytime oh, wow. he wants, anytime that line moved back, too. I don't know if you it caught did. that, game. it oh, did yeah. to 16 that was a and good a half. Game
1: for yeah. us. You know, they uh, we had a lot of money on the favorite outright. Uh,
2: Patrick at Rather Be In Vegas, the guessing lines graphic font is an homage to the old Stardust font. No, yes, that's exactly what, that's it, what is. it is. Right? We put it in there, yes, there is, there is thought behind it. Jack Hannon, you didn't tell us who the favorite is in the bear game, didn't I? Bears two and a half. Bears two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think you did. Elvis toast Patterson. (laughs) And he was toast. Uh, You could take the Steelers at three and a half points with the defense, but that offense won't do you any favors. Well, he's right about that. Tommy Rowe. Gillum loving that. Jaguars win total over five and a half now. I don't think any team in the AFC South will be able to beat them. That's six wins there. (laughs) That is aggressive, but I hear what you're saying. Okay. All right, Kelly, what's next?
3: They look like world beaters
2: right now. I'm with them. Uh, One o'clock Eastern time. Bills at the Dolphins. Jaguars should be 2-0, should have beaten Washington. Uh, Buffalo plays tonight, again, 10-point favorites against Tennessee, the first of the doubleheader tonight. Uh, That one is at, what time is that game at, Kelly? 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern? 4.15, let's say, 4.15 Pacific, 7.15 Eastern for the Titans at the Bills tonight. And then there's Miami, the 2-0 Dolphins. Who trailed 28 to 7 and then 35 to 14 in the fourth quarter to Baltimore? 35 to 14. No team had come back from a 21 point deficit in the fourth quarter to win since 2010. In fact, teams had lost 755 straight in that situation. It's not quite the. uh, How many? 755 straight.
1: How many years does that go back?
2: Just a 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 755 situations of, of yes. teams being down 21. By the way, we said earlier, remember, with the, the, uh, the teams down 13-plus in the final two minutes, talking about the uh, Jets, 2,229 straight losses in that situation. Oh, this is, I mean, what happened yeah, yesterday.
1: It, it was unbelievable. It's just thing. off the yeah.
2: charts what's happening. And I'll tell you this. I still get back to my point about preseason. The fact that it went from four games to three games is having more of a wacky of effect on yes, all of this is. than anything. Yes, it is. Because it's already hard to handicap the NFL and to beat it ATS pre-flop. But now when you when you don't know which teams, like even some teams didn't even play guys, of course you're gonna have these random outcomes. I mean, when you look at it that way. So anyway, Miami scores from 35 to 14. They score to make it 35-21 with 12-18 left. Okay, no big deal. He's still down 14. On the ensuing drive, Baltimore fails to convert a fourth and one at the Miami 40 with 9.16 left. Lamar Jackson runs right into the line. Five plays later, third and 10, two at a Tyreek for 48 yards. It looked like Marcus Peters just stopped trying to me. Did you catch that? 35-28. Marcus Peters was like, I guess you're going to catch it. Three and out for Baltimore. Of course it is right after that. Third play of the ensuing Miami drive, 5.27 left, two at a Tyreek for 60, 35-35. Do the Ravens have any safeties? Like, what's happening? Six play, Ravens drive, 223 left, Justin Tucker from 51. Good, because of course it is. It's Justin Tucker, 38-35 Baltimore. And then the next Dolphins drive, the ensuing Dolphins drive that starts at their own 32 with 212 left, a drive that features two more Tyreek catches. 19 seconds left, second and goal the Baltimore, 7-2 at a waddle. Touchdown, 42-38. Dolphins win it. Dolphins, 7 of 11 on third downs, 2 of 2 on fourth, 547 total yards. By the way, the Ravens had 473. 233 total yards for the Dolphins in the fourth quarter alone. 233. They outscored the Ravens 28 to 3 in the fourth quarter, and they were minus two in turnovers for the game, were the Dolphins. Tua, 36 of 50 for 469. Six touchdowns. Count them, six. Two picks, one sacked. Tyreek, 11 for 190, two touchdowns. Waddle, 11 for 171 and two touchdowns. A cheetah and a penguin. Mike McDaniel, first Miami head coach to go 2-0 since. Jimmy Johnson. Bill's sight unseen tonight, but the Bills still have to be favorites. I'll say Bill's minus four
1: at Miami. Uh, my power range come to four and a half. I see it four and a half and five, but mostly four and a half out there. So I think four and a half. It's a good number. That's what I'm going to open. i to tell you something. This Miami team, I think, is pretty legit. And I look back now, and uh, I thought Miami made a huge mistake uh, when they fired David Flores. I still maybe think they did. But I think Flores, like, for whatever reason, did not like Tua. Brian Brian Flores, yeah. Brian Flores. Yeah. He did not like Tua. Uh, Remember, we were tanking for Tua and the whole thing, you know. And, I, I mean, I, listen, having Tyreek Hill it doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. Let me tell you.
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know if you caught this, said, said I thought it was the best sort of description of Tua last week. Ryan Fitzpatrick was like, here's the thing. He, he, he doesn't have a particularly strong arm. He's not particularly fast. He doesn't have particularly good scramble ability to get out of trouble. So a And he's not that big either. He's not that big. So a guy with all of those, you know, sort of demerits, if you will, he's got to be elite when it comes to accuracy. And he said, Tua is actually very, 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 he's three varies very good with accuracy. I would even argue elite, because if you look at the advanced stats, his receivers up to this year have had the smallest separation from defenders of any receivers. So, like, that's his strength. Now, it does leave a very small margin of error, right? Because if you're not mm-hmm. that, then what
1: are you? But you got to give him that much. Uh, and I, I think they made a lot of good roster moves. Uh, in the off season, I, I think this Miami team's legit. Of course, they're playing the best team in football, so I think four and a half is a good number. But, but I, you know, look out for Miami. I have moved them way up in my power. I, you know, before the season, I would have had Buffalo seven probably in this game. What's your number now? Four and a half. Four and, and a half. And that's what my power ratings come to, and that's what I see pretty much everywhere. Can we show that show that tweet now that we've gotten through all the three big comebacks? I mean, we'll talk more about
2: it, but this is, this is this sort of puts it all in context. This is from stats by stats today in the NFL, talking about yesterday. Dolphins trailed by 21 in the fourth, rallied to win. The Jets trailed by 13 in the fourth, in the last two minutes, I should say, rallied to win. Cardinals trailed by 16 in the fourth, rallied to win. It's only the second time ever that three NFL teams overcame a 13-plus point fourth quarter deficit to win on the same day. You may recall the great day of October 4th, 1992
1: is the other. I thought we were going back to like Big Daddy Lipscomb <laughs> days or something like that. Big
2: Daddy Lipscomb.
3: What's next, Kelly. 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, Lions at the Vikings.
2: All right, Vikings uh, play tonight. They are short dogs against the Eagles in the second of the doubleheader tonight. The Lions get to 1-1. and They beat the Commanders. Goff, 20 of 34, 256, four touchdowns, no pick, sack three times. Amon St. Brown, getting it done. Star of hard knocks, nine catches for 116, two touchdowns. Also carried two times for 68 yards. Amon St. Brown, eight straight games with eight-plus catches. The only other two receivers in NFL history to do that, Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas. By the way, St. Brown's doing it at the age of 22. Those guys were 26 years old when they did it. DeAndre Swift, five for 56, two catches for 31 and a touchdown. The Lions had 191 rushing yards. By the way, they were up three to nothing. They had a fourth and goal at the Washington three with four oh seven left in the first quarter. They went for it and failed. But a strip sack safety got it to five to nothing and then a great return on a free kick. Next thing you knew, it was twelve to nothing, and they were on their way. Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks in the first half with five fifty-five left in the second quarter. The Lions led twenty-two to nothing and had at that point out first down Washington eleven to nothing and had outgained them two forty-four to thirty-one. Just absolutely dominated them. And by the way, when I was a kid, Washington had the biggest ownage of the Lions from 1968 to 1997. Washington beat the Lions 18 straight times. In fact, there was a game in 1990 where Washington ran 110 plays in a game against the Lions, which is the NFL record of all time. They just destroyed this franchise. Not yesterday. A little payback. We had this one. I had this one on guessing lines last week. I couldn't believe that line, that it was below three. I'll say Minnesota by six.
1: Well, you're light. I'm heavy. Uh, my power ratings come to nine. Uh, still got to see Minnesota tonight. I think Minnesota yeah. is very good. Although, I mean, lo- all the wise guys. The wise guys didn't do so great last week, by the way. But all the wise guy money is definitely on Philly tonight over uh, over Minnesota. Um, my numbers come to nine. It's pretty much it's seven painted on everywhere. So, I'm, is- I'm going to open seven, like I said, with us doing everything at 11 to 10. I don't want to mess with a seven and a half right now. I'm going to look for that trending higher. If it does go higher, I am going to go higher. But, you know, we've got to see how Minnesota plays tonight. Coming back
2: know. on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin. We have uh, screens on here, obviously, uh, multiple televisions uh, on here in the studio here at the South Point. And, uh, you know, they're on the, uh, the, the uh, national networks, and, of course, they're showing the <laughs> – Showing the biggest story that's been in the world here for the last 10 days. Would you like to share with everybody what you said off air about this? Did something happen to the queen? (laughs) I hadn't heard. I'm I'm sorry. We, we, were, we said our condolences, of course, to the people of, of Great Red. Something happened. Well, I mean, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's really. Kelly, Kelly and I have a pact. Kelly said that when he passes away, yeah. I can wheel him around for 10 days, and yeah. he's okay with it.
3: Weekend at Bernie's Style, Gil's going to take me to yeah. the, the fanciest places in Las Vegas. <laughs> Get him
2: the prosciutto and the melon. Was it from
1: 94, 97, whatever. Yeah. Make yeah. all the jokes you want. Oh, man. Nah, it's, it's 70 years as queen. Yeah. A good run,
2: as we like to call it.
1: I would say she's had a pretty yeah. good run. All right, Kelly, what's next?
3: One o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, the Ravens at the Patriots. The Ravens at the
2: Patriots, two one-and-one teams now. The Ravens, as we talked about, somehow squander a 21-point lead to the Dolphins in the fourth quarter where it appeared like they had no safeties plan, And I know they were banged up, but good Lord. Lamar, 21 of 29 yesterday in defeat for 318, three touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Nine carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Did he end up as the NFL's leading rusher yesterday? Or no, maybe Montgomery had a I'll have to yards. check.
3: That was the longest play from scr- uh, touchdown from scrimmage, though, I know I saw earlier in the day when he had that 75-yard touchdown. Run. No,
2: Montgomery had 122, so I think he just – he Lamar almost was, but then David Montgomery did his thing. Um. Rashad Bateman, four catches for 108 and a touchdown. Man, was he showing his speed. Andrews, of course, the tight end, nine catches for 104 and a touchdown. As we mentioned, Baltimore was plus two in turnovers. And they only had one penalty against the Dolphins for a grand total of five yards. Still couldn't win. And don't forget, they started the game with a Devin DuVernay 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Seven and nothing before you could blink, and I thought to myself. By the way, at that point, because I had Miami, I thought to myself, "I'm like, oh, it's gonna be one of these days." By the way, after the opening kickoff, subsequent Ravens drive, they're up seven and nothing. Fourth and one at the Miami 37, five twelve left. They went for it and converted. That led to a Miami goal line stand. If you recall, after a third down review overturned Lamar a Lamar would be touchdown as part of a nearly 11-minute drive. So Miami did keep it to 7-0 at that point in the game. So you thought, oh, maybe this will be close. It wasn't. Baltimore still went up 21, again, twice. And then New England, we talked about beating Pittsburgh. Mac Jones, 21 of 35 for 252. One touchdown, one pick. He was uh, not sacked. Harris, 15 for 71 and a touchdown on the ground. Aguilar, 6 for 110 and that amazing touchdown towards the end of the first half. And the law firm of Jacoby Myers. Nine catches for 95 yards. Baltimore at New England. I said Baltimore minus
1: three. Well, you're right on. It is three. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. I nailed it. Uh, it is three. My power range has come to two and a half. Um, I'm going to open three just because, you know, again, they played that little game with us. But if I see this trending lower, I'm going lower. Interesting stat on the Ravens. They have given up more fourth-quarter passing yards since the beginning of last season than any team in the NFL. They got a new defensive coordinator this year, uh, Mike McDonald, who was their linebacker coach for a long time. Last year he did spend – he was defensive coordinator at Michigan. They brought him back. It was like, Wink Martindale was their defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. No longer there. He went to the Giants. But they that's that's a troubling stat. I mean, you talked about that they have safeties even playing in this game. So that's not an aberration since the beginning yeah. of 2021. They've given up more fourth-quarter uh, passing yards than anyone in the NFL. I think three's t- a little too high. I really do. Just a shade. Like I said, my power range come to two and a half. Kind of cutting pretty close there.
2: There's, I mean, both of these teams, right? Like, So Baltimore, as I said, not only did it look like they didn't have safeties, it looked like Marcus Peters just stopped playing on the, on the uh, second-to-last Tyreek touchdown. But Baltimore, like, you know, I had Miami. So when they are down 21, what I was saying in my head was, oh, I can't wait to say on Guessing Lines tomorrow how – I'm done under. I'm done underestimating Baltimore. Yeah, because somehow they still managed to get it done. Like they shouldn't have lost that game yesterday, right? But they right. managed. And then there's New England, which we talked about earlier. I had Pittsburgh in that game. I felt like Pittsburgh had every opportunity to win it. We talked about the uh, Olszewski muff. Right. The fact that they should have had a pick right before that. Yeah,
1: the unbelievable catch for a
2: touchdown. Yes.
1: All of that uh, stuff. So, yeah, I think you could say that. But, you know, Baltimore, I've been saying this in the offseason. They were seven and – what were they? Eight and nine, I think, last year. They were and, eight and three at one point. Yeah, yeah but, I mean – and they fell apart. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, Jackson was missed, I think, four games last year. His ratio was not very good. You know, his cube is uh, – I think it was 15 and, like, 13 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, touchdowns, interceptions. Yeah. There's a lot of flaws on this team, and we just automatically have them penciled in as a serious contender. I'm not sure they are. How, how many teams do you feel like you really have your arms wrapped around after two weeks? Uh, you know, maybe two. Yeah. The Chiefs and the Bills yeah. <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm looking at my power ratings. They're, they're a couple points away from everybody else in this league.
2: I mean, we uh, think about it. Like if I had told you two weeks ago, Cincinnati, the Raiders, and the Colts wouldn't have a single win. Yeah.
1: You'd been like, come on. Yeah, and the Rams look terrible. Chargers look good, but now we have to worry about Herbert. We have to worry about Herbert. You know, um, you yeah, the Bucks, Yeah, I'm sorry. Going into the fourth quarter last That's night. That's a shaky 2-0. Oh. They had one you know, touchdown offensively going into the fourth quarter last night. Next, Kelly. Uh,
3: next up, Bengals at the Jets, 1 o'clock Eastern time.
2: Speaking of the Bengals, Bengals 0-2 at the Jets that we already talked about. But Bengals. In defeat against the Cowboys yesterday, Joe Burrow, 24 of 36, 199, one touchdown, no picks. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the, you know, 50th or however many weeks he's played in football, consecutive week, six sacks. Six was seven last week. It was nine in the playoffs against the Titans, you remember, seven against the Rams. Was it seven last week? I can't even remember. It's so many sacks. Yeah. Bengals only mustered 254 total yards against Dallas yesterday. Well, they put together an 8-minute, 54-second drive, plus a two-point conversion to tie it up. Nonetheless, it's 17-17, and you thought, okay, Bengals have finally got their act together. And then Dallas had a 4-and-out towards the end of the ball game, so Cincinnati had the ball with a chance to win it in regulation. They go 3-and-out. And then Dallas takes over with 57 seconds left. First and 10 at their own 35, 17, 17. Cooper Rush completes three passes for 30 yards. Three yards later, it's Brett Maher to win it as the clock goes to 0-0 from 50 on a field goal, by the way, that did not look good live.
1: It did not. <laughs> it did, it not. did not. I was
2: like, well, that's clearly a miss. Oh, wait, they won? It actually did go in. But I had to take a replay of it three times to make sure. Uh, The Jets, as we mentioned, that unbelievable, improbable comeback win against the Browns in the final two minutes. Joe Flacco was 26 of 44 yesterday for 307. Four touchdown passes, no pick, sacked twice. Flacco, 126 passing yards and two touchdowns in the final 155 of the game. (laughs) It's incredible. Garrett Wilson, eight, the rookie, eight catches for 102 and two touchdowns. The Jets score two touchdowns inside the two-minute warning to win it to win it. By the way, the fourth and 2 at the uh, Jets 46 when they were down 7 to nothing early in the game, 139 left in the first quarter, they faked a bunt, they converted, they led that led to the Jets first touchdown to tie it up. Sauce Gardner got hurt. He left the game with an injury. But again, they outscored the Browns 14 to nothing in the final 122 and that's all she wrote. The 0 and 2 Bengals will still be the favorite. I'll say by four and a half. That's oh, my number.
1: You're dead on. My power, Bang. my power ratings come a little higher, but I think I'm going to make an adjustment because remember I said on this show last week, it, you got to bet against the Super Bowl loser. And every year we say the same thing. Okay, this year I think it's going to be different. I, you know, we said that about the Bengals. They're an up and coming team. They address their offensive line problems, but I don't think they solve their offensive line problems. We'll get to Dallas a little bit later because I think Micah Parsons turned around that game myself. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he was uh-huh. unbelievable. But anyway, I I'm, my power ratings on the five and a half. I actually I like four and a half better. Uh, so I'm gonna probably make an adjustment to my power ratings. But that's what I'm going to open, four and a half. I see one five out there, but I think four and a half is plenty. So, so far, my uh, my worst line guess is Pittsburgh-Cleveland. I had uh, Cleveland way lower than the actual number.
2: I had one and a half. It was three and a half. Don't be surprised to see these uh, wacky early weeks in the NFL continue in future, uh, weeks, and, uh, future weeks, in future uh, weeks, and I should say future years early in the season. Boy, that's bookmakers the, would hate that. Yeah, future years early in the season. Uh, be careful with your betting. The switch to three preseason games clearly seems to be affecting teams. In a league that's already tough to handicap, besides the wackiness of changing it from four to three in the preseason, that's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Full hour still to come. Guessing Lines, week three, National Football League.
0: Numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
2: Hour Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, v the Visa app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, the star of Guessing Lines, and Kelly Bidlin. Can we run that uh, intro music again? And it goes a little something like this. Very dramatic. Can you hear
1: it? Can you hear it? A, I can hear it a little Oh, thing. man.
2: Who do we give credit to for that intro?
3: Uh, oh, man. A lot of people involved. Rob Moreno, <laughs> myself. I don't even know who designed the original graphic. <laughs> Kelly's like, oh, a lot
2: of people, Gil. <laughs> a lot of
3: people. <laughs> I chose the music last week. Or Did, there, there you go. <laughs> go. I like that now, Rob Rob the edits it all together. He does all the fancy animations. I don't even know was responsible for the original graphic. That's what I feel we deserves the most credit. We get a, that uh, goes back years at this point.
2: We get tweets and we get texts from the uh, Christopher Felica. Are you familiar with this guy, Chris? Chris Felica, who is the uh, Bear at ESPN's <laughs> College Game Day.
1: <laughs> I do think I've heard of him. Uh,
2: Stay and the Bear podcast and Daily Wager. <laughs> he uh, texts us both uh, with, with a little attitude, I may say. <laughs> he said, uh, if you had under 1045 Eastern in the, quote, time Gill will talk about the 91 Redskins pool, cash your tickets. By the way, <laughs> by the way. Incorrect. It was the ninety skins. I should uh, just have you know. That's
3: great. So there, you're wrong. There are show side bets always allowed.
2: Just text
1: me. Anybody's allowed. <laughs> text,
3: text, tweet at me. When's Gil gonna say plinko. I, it's all I said plinko. The wrong call
2: When he picked the uh, S,
1: yeah. <laughs> did I say? Swarthmore was Skidmore. Whatever? Yeah. I,
2: whatever it is. That's I'm right. Interested. He guessed. He guessed Skidmore. You said Skidmore. Yeah, it was actually. You said Swarthmore. There's two of those. I can't believe there's. Uh, I just want to say this again. It's all plinko. Like the, the NFL ATS pre-flop. Like the, I, I was talking to Kelly uh, before the show about this, and I said it on air again, which is, it feels like for me in two weeks, every, every possible break has gone my way. And I don't say that to say, hey, look at me. I say that to say, when all those years when they were going against me, I wasn't dumb, and now I'm not particularly smart. It's the NFL. And so I have unbelievable respect for anybody who beats the NFL on a consistent basis year-to-year, the Las Vegas Chris's of the world.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a few of them.
2: Our guy on Twitter, Cleve T.A., who does such a great job of, of doing very well. Give him a shout. Um, So good at beating this on a year-to-year My Uncle basis. Jack, your Uncle Jack. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: I don't know how you do it. A lot of people say, well, dude, you have to learn something from your Uncle Jack. I, yeah, I did. I still can't pick NFL games the way he did. I just can't. <laughs> can't. Uh,
2: but this, this couldn't have gone better. And if the Vikings can get home, oh, my goodness, what a start to millions. I mean, that, that Cardinals-Raiders game is the perfect example, yes. right? Like,
3: you and I were heads-ups-ish on that game. And it's like, you can't walk away being like, well, neither one of us being like, oh, man, I was so wrong. Or you're an could idiot. You, could you like, imagine? Like, you
2: imagine I was like, Kelly, you, uh, you had the handicap wrong, buddy. <laughs> I'm just that much smarter than you are.
3: <laughs> it's like, you can't you can't take anything like that away <sighs> from that game.
2: I'm great and you suck. It's all there is to it. <laughs> So
1: clear. I still think Kyler Murray isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was channeling your voice the yeah, whole time. I still think. I that think
3: big. that Chris, and then I also think. What, what, what do we expect them to do every time? It's fourth and one, fourth and two, or that it's a two point conversion. It's Kyler run around for for yeah. two minutes and then do the, do your thing? Would you you say eighty four
1: point two yards or some exact
2: number. The uh, the twenty one second. I'll give you the exact numbers. Not it's the mid.
3: best play they have.
2: It's the best play they have. It was a it was a twenty one. I'm going to get this exactly right. Hold on. So nearly twenty one seconds, just shy of twenty one seconds, and he ran around for why can't I find it now? It's Currently, I, the best play call oh, in
3: the in the Cardinals playbook and the Bears playbook.
2: Eighty four point eight yards. Eighty four. By the way, I tried to I tried to track it to see if it was eighty four point eight yards. That felt high to me, but still, you get the point. I thought you were same. tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Like because after I knew the number, I was like, let me see if this is really 84.8 yards. Just I saw that tweet. Tracking like, it with my eyes. I was going to say, you have a tracking device that you, you know, can employ? You ain't. know, the 91 skins had a play. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that tweet, too, last night, Phil. Yeah. then I saw the replay again. I'm like, I don't know about this.
2: <laughs> I don't know about 84.8. <laughs>
3: oh, man. All right, are you ready for the next yes, game? Yes, sir. 1 o'clock
2: Eastern time, Eagles at the Commanders. Eagles are playing who again? Commanders. I haven't heard of them. Uh, Eagles play tonight, again, short favorites against the Vikings, game two of the doubleheader. Let's go Vikings, get it done. Washington, one and one. They probably shouldn't have beat Jacksonville the first week of the season. And they started so slow, as we mentioned, against the Lions yesterday. Literally had no first downs before the five-minute mark of the just over five minutes left in the second quarter yesterday that they dug themselves such a big hole they couldn't get out of against Detroit. And if you remember on guessing lines, that's the beauty of guessing lines is the first instincts, man, when they're good, they're good. So far through two weeks, very good. I was like, this should be at least three points. And it was one by the end. Was it close to a pick at the end, this game? Yeah. I know it got down to one. Yeah. But uh, Carson Wentz, again, good and bad, right? Carson Wentz, 30 for 46 for 337. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times. He didn't have a lot of time. Curtis Samuel again, welcome. Seven catches for seventy-eight yards and a touchdown. One carry for twenty-one. The incomparable Terry McLaurin, four for seventy-five. And then, my dude, my, Kelly, my best off-season ticket right now is looking like Jahan Dotson. I got Jahan Dotson for rookie of the year at forty to one. Kid's good. Four catches for fifty-nine and another touchdown for the kid.
1: Penn Out State of, boy. from yeah.
2: Penn State, State. yeah. Philadelphia is going to be like a three and a half point favorite. It'll be more than three.
1: It's four. My power ratings come to five. I got to tell you, you know, if you look at just the stats in the game, Washingtons are fairly impressive. It was all garbage time stats, kind of. I mean, it
2: really was. Just when you thought they were going to get close, it happened a couple times. Detroit would
1: score. Yeah, and and you know, I I tweeted out before. I'll, I'll say it here on the air. You got to follow Jeff Fogle on Twitter. Because if you don't have time to just pour through all these box scores, Jeff will do it in one or two tweets with commentary along with it. And he's very thorough. He's really a smart guy. And he pointed out that when they did score their touchdowns, when they made all that noise, they were down by double digits the whole time that they were doing that. You know, it's easy to do that in the NFL. We see how many games wind up close to that field goal. So my power ratings come to five. I am going to open at four. That is what the number is pretty much everywhere. Uh, you know, just sight unseen tonight as far as Philadelphia. But I I, I kind of favor the higher number there. I just, I think, and by the way, if you have Carson Wentz in fantasy, you're probably doing great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know uh, what that means as far as winning he, football games. He is
2: so, again, like uh, with with so many things in the NFL, such a conundrum, right? Because he'll make some throws where you're like, wow, yeah. Taylor Heineke, he couldn't have done that.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: And then he just, his ball protection is so poor. You're like, oh, no, please don't hit him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would like the higher number, but I'm going to open for it. Like I said, we haven't seen Philly tonight, so I'm going to just kind of stay conservative. By there. the way, the last three or four games, I've been on a spectacular guessing run here.
3: Next, Kelly. Next up, Jameis Winston and the Saints visit the Carolina Panthers <laughs> <laughs> 1 o'clock Eastern.
2: Oh, Carolina. Well, let's start with the Saints. Saints fall to 1-1. One and one. Remember, they had the comeback win against the Falcons week one. And then yesterday was this 3-3 three to three game deep into the second half. Nobody was scoring in this game. And then New Orleans kind of fell apart. There was a brawl where Mike Evans just trucked Marshawn Lattimore. Tom Brady was ornery. Through a Microsoft, what do you call those things? Microsoft Microsoft uh, uh, Surface. Surface, yes. thank you. Spiked that to the ground. He apologized well, it for that was, it was
3: It was loud It was Lattimore talking smack to the sideline. Looked like Brady came over a little bit to give him
2: crap for talking crap to the sideline. Well, Brady wanted a flag on that pass to Scottie Miller, and then Marshawn had something to say there.
3: Right, and then Fournette right away protected his quarterback. and Mike Evans was clearly just <laughs> waiting for it to blow up.
2: And Evans and Lattimore got ejected from yeah. the game. Jameis, well, we're not talking about the Bucks yet. Jameis in defeat. Twenty-five of forty for two thirty-six, one touchdown, three picks. He was sacked six times. Olave five for eighty. Michael Thomas six for sixty five and a touchdown. But this is all you need to know. The Saints were minus four in turnovers. They had five of them to the Bucks one. And they had nine penalties for sixty yards. That Bucks defense is good. Saints lose it twenty to ten. And then there's Carolina. Carolina falls to 0-2. Is Matt Rule the leader in the clubhouse for first coach fire?
1: Uh, he would be my leader. Let
2: me tell you something. Halfway through that Raiders game, it was Cliff Kingsbury.
1: Yeah, uh, except for the fact that he's in his second game. I would say the guy from Denver. What's his name? Hackett. Oh, Hackett. Yeah, no. we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, Carolina loses the Giants
2: yesterday, 19-16. to Mayfield, 14-29 of 29 for 145. One touchdown, no picks, sack twice. I used to do a podcast with the Brits over there. Uh, Dave Kellner was this guy, and he used to say things like, uh, Gil, Tony Romo's performance was, how can I put this, lamentable. (laughs) And that's how I feel about (laughs) Baker Mayfield. It's like lamentable. I was like, yes, it was lamentable, exactly. Christian McCaffrey. How
1: did we beat them in the war 250
2: (laughs) years (laughs) ago? Lamentable, wouldn't you say? 15, uh, 15 carries for 102 for McCaffrey. But Carolina was minus two in turnovers. They had two. The Giants had none. They fumbled the opening kickoff that led to a Giants right. field goal. Then the subsequent drive, Robbie Anderson, fumbled. That led to the Giants leading 6 to nothing. So all of that helped. The Panthers under Matt Rule, we'll leave it at this. Do you know what their record is when they've allowed 17-plus points? 17-plus. Not like, not talking about 24 or 30. 17-plus points under Matt Rule when they've allowed 17-plus. 1-25 straight Whoa.
1: up. Is that not the most horrible stat? That is unbelievably horrible. Seventeen, just never
3: had
2: an offense.
3: Like I, I, I mean, I get it. it. Rule has been terrible, but just no weapons there.
2: No weapons. I, I just said New Orleans minus three, just as a sort of lazy. I don't know what else to put it because Carolina can't be favored.
1: Oh no, no, you're you're right on. I mean, it's three. I'm I'm going to open three. My power raise actually come to two and a half. Uh, all off I was saying I don't. I don't know this love for the Saints. I mean, it had a lot, again, another team. I have a lot of Super Bowl money on them. a lot of money to win the division. He had a, a new coach, you know, a quarterback who's really not played for a while, and even now, you know, tends to uh, keep both teams in the game at the same time. Jeff Fogle, who I just mentioned, had a great line. He's, <laughs> there's rumors of, uh, of uh, Winston having broken ribs and rumors of Brady having a broken marriage. <laughs> <laughs> his analysis again. I thought that was hilarious. Jameis does has four cracks in his back, yeah. but
2: not can't get worse. They say.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna an open three, but if I see it trending lower, I would probably go a little lower.
2: Afternoon games, prime time games, guessing lines coming back. A numbers game on v VZ, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Skill Alexander, guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha. Who uh, you say you want to make a a Twitter comment?
1: A very quick Twitter comment. People ask me questions, you know, and I do my best to answer every one of them. I don't; I'm far from perfect. But here's my (laughs) one rule: If you're going to ask me a question, you have to at least be following me (laughs) for me to answer you. (laughs) I got guys ask me questions; they don't even follow me. You know, no, you got to. Even if you're, you're, it's a con job. You're going to follow me for thirty seconds so I answer you, then you unfollow me. Knock yourself out. They have to at least be following me it's like, for me to answer your
2: question. It's like Todd Wright used to answer, like, f- hundreds of emails from our listeners when he would do appearances for fantasy football. And then it was like, tell you what, I'm going to put a little code in the middle of my podcast. You have to use the code for me to answer it. And he was like, ah, let me see. Yeah, me that'll see how many way you down.
1: Yeah. yeah. I got guys saying, you know, and then I look, they don't even follow me. Why am I answering this game? <laughs> there it is. A Twitter comment from Chrissy. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I, I don't, don't think sorry, so either. I just don't. Are we at the
2: afternoon yet, Eric Kelly? We are, finally. Only
3: four in the afternoon next uh, week. Oh,
2: one of those weekends.
3: Yeah. 4.05 Eastern time. Get things started with the Jaguars
2: at the Chargers. Two one-and-one one teams. Obviously got their very different ways. Jacksonville with its eighth straight win versus Indy at Jacksonville. Can you believe that? Just an insane. That's an insane trend stat, whatever. The Colts have a lot of insane trends, right? They had not won an opening game since yep. 2013. Yeah. Can't win at Jacksonville to save their lives. Trevor Lawrence, as we talked about, in victory, 24 to nothing. Again, maybe you thought the Colts wouldn't cover. Maybe you thought the Colts wouldn't win. But you think they're going to lose 24 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence, 25 of 30 for 235, two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Christian Kirk and his $10 million a year. Six for 78 and two touchdowns. The Jaguars were plus three in turnovers, as we mentioned. And as we also mentioned, they had a time of possession margin 38 15 to twenty-one forty-five against the Colts. And Jacksonville was going for it, man. Doug Peterson doing his thing. Fourth and three at the Indy 47, 8.05 left in the first quarter in a scoreless game. Went for it, converted, led to a Jacksonville touchdown and a seven to nothing lead. Then fourth and one at the Indy 5, the five yard line, up 17 to nothing. He eschews, just wanted to use that word, the field goal. 22 seconds left in the third quarter. Touchdown pass, Trevor to Kirk. That made it 24 to nothing, the eventual final score. And then the Chargers, they'll be on extra rest. Remember, they lost to the uh, Chiefs last Thursday night. Herbert, 33 of 48, and victory for 334. Three touchdowns, one pick, sack twice. Williams, Mike Williams, eight catches for 113 and a touchdown. Austin Eckler, 14 for 39 on the ground, nine for 55 uh, in terms of his receiving. Chargers won the total yards battle, four hundred one to three nineteen. Herbert, Herbert's good to go here. Kelly, is that the latest?
1: It appears as if he is, but I mean, he's yeah. officially listed as questionable. They have not practiced or anything yet this week, so I'd be I'd be careful. You know, laying whatever it is you're going to. You know, we haven't gotten that a number yet. Be careful with that. But, assuming uh, he plays, we're I assuming would, he plays right now, and everybody I, has a number up.
2: I'd say yeah. six if he's playing.
1: Okay, it's seven pretty much everywhere. My numbers come to six and a half. I got to tell you, I was pretty impressed with the Jaguars. I mentioned the stat about uh, the protection that uh, they gave Lawrence. And if you give any competent quarterback in this league, that kind of protection, they're going to pick you apart. Now, I don't know if they could do that against that chargers defensive line. You know, the the Colts offensive line was horrible. Uh, but I got to tell you, that was our, uh, the one really bad game of the day yesterday was the Colts and the Jaguars. Everybody was on the Jaguars. Couldn't get Colts money for anything. Hmm. Um, I think this team is pretty good. And, you know, they got Peterson now, the coach. He's a pretty good coach. You know, I know he had some problems at the end in Philly. But uh, they're, th- th- that's a pretty good team. Yeah, you know, I'm going to open seven. I don't want to mess with that too much. But I kind of like six and a half a little better. I think seven to me, we talked about this last week. What's your next number? What's your next number? If you open the game seven, you want to seven and a half? I don't think so. I think there's a better chance to go to six and a half than to go to seven and a half. So that was seven. seven's a good number, but I, I would I, six and a half is better than seven. And that half, was interesting you that.
2: when you talk about that last week because I'd never heard yeah. you put it that way before.
1: Yeah, like I said, I was fortunate. I was a teenager and yeah. having lunch and dinner with Bob Martin. I mean, who gets to do that? It's like Baby. you know, like a physicist sitting down with <laughs> Stephen Hawking. You know, I mean, you know, it's just an incredible education I got.
3: I think it's I think it's a good point on this game though too because th- this was the one side I actually bet yesterday on the openers. Took just took a speculative small bet of Jaguars plus seven and thinking. Thinking it's probably we' probably move six and a half if we get bet, you know better Herbert news right. or everybody's going to jump on a seven and a half if that pops before then so uh, yeah it was just a little small bet on me for uh, ch- uh, Jaguars plus seven yesterday
2: another one of those teams Jaguars like do we think we know what they are uh, I
1: don't know nobody but I, you know but there's a lot of good things right now yes. with that team that yeah. that look tangible not just luck
2: you imagine this time last year. The whole Urban Meyer. The oh. whole Urban Meyer thing. What a disaster. Yeah,
1: Nebraska's you know. clamoring uh-huh. to hire him. He, he might work in Nebraska. Who knows? Next. They might pick their pocket like Les Miles did the Kansas. <laughs> I don't know. How about that? Uh, How about those up? Jayhawks, by the way?
2: Packers at the Bucks. Packers at the Bucks. Well, the Packers got me through. One of my two survivors that got me through yesterday. Let's go.
3: Survivor, I hit it too.
2: Kev.
0: Hit it. I'm the survivor.
2: Kev must be reading emails or something. <laughs> uh, Packers, as you said, what was this? Packers at the Bucks, you said? Yeah. Packers uh, got it done, as we said last night, against the Bears. Just absolutely. I mean, it did. at one point, again, the Bears had a chance to cut it to one score, but uh, they went shotgun from the doorstep, and uh, Justin Fields did not get in. But the Packers win it 27-10. They get to 1-1. One and one. Rodgers 19 for 25 and victory, 234. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Aaron Jones, 15, carries for 132 and a touchdown, three catches for 38 and a touchdown, and Sammy Watkins, three for 93. Uh, They out time of possession to Chicago, if you will, 37-15 to 22-45. And then there's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 2-0. What a light-feeling 2-0 it is after they crushed Dallas the first uh, Sunday night of the year, 19-3, where Dallas just looked absolutely awful with Dak getting hurt. And then yesterday floundering until late before the defense bailed them out, and they beat the Saints. Brady, 18 of 34 for 190. One touchdown was not picked. Sacked once, 13 first downs. That's all Tampa Bay had yesterday. And they only had 260 total yards. But they were plus four in turnovers. Five turnovers by the Saints themselves. Eight penalties for the Bucs for 101. They were down three to nothing. It was a fourth and inches at the New Orleans eight with twelve seventeen left in the second quarter. They went for it and failed. They just have all kinds of trouble with the Saints, but they got it done. A pair of Jamel Dean picks in the fourth quarter really helped the cause for the Bucks. They went it twenty to ten. So they're two and zero. The Packers are one and one. I would imagine the Bucks would have to be favored by a little more than a field goal. I said Bucks by four.
1: Whoa. It's a solid three. My numbers come to two. It, you know, there's things are not completely right with this Bucks team. They're not. You know, uh, and I tweeted out yesterday through seven quarters, Brady had en- engineered one offensive touchdown. Uh, they, they got a little lucky at the end. I mean, those twenty points. I'm not sure how much Brady had to do with it. Our friend Brian Grayson, mm-hmm. who's friend of the show, uh, he tweeted after I tweeted that. He, he tweeted at me, he said, you know, this could be like Peyton Manning's last year where the defense carries him and Brady does what he has to do and they could still win the Super Bowl. And I had to agree with him because their defense, I think, is terrific. Uh, one of the best in the league. Um... But boy, there—you know, like I said last segment when I talked about Jeff Fogle, said Brady may have a broken marriage. Don't tell me that doesn't mess up your plan. Oh, I mean, by know. the
2: way, you hear he's taking all Wednesdays off. Yeah, this taking
1: year? all Wednesdays off. Yeah. He had the mysterious eleven-day absence. Uh, there's something that ain't right. And I'll go back again. Let's see how how. Uh, Let's see what Felica says about me mentioning the '70s Steelers. But one, <laughs> they won two straight Super Bowls in their fir- their first two Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw went through a divorce. He was with JoJo Starbuck at the time. <laughs> How's that? Starbuck. Was she an ice skater or she something? She was an ice skater, yeah. yeah. He was going through a divorce at that time. And they—they, they, I don't think they missed the playoffs, but they had a horrible year. They had a horrible year coming off two straight Super Bowl wins. And later on, we found out, okay, he was going through that divorce. And I think that really messed up the whole team. I don't know what's going on with Brady. He Obviously, he's not telling people like me and you. Yeah. But something is not right First of all, he looks skinny. I don't know where he, he lost. Does. He, he looks, looks gaunt. He looks gaunt. That's yeah. a beautiful word that I would yeah. beat me to the punch on that. He yeah. looks gaunt. Something ain't right there. And I don't know if uh, Rogers got healthy and connected with all his receivers all of a sudden. But I think three to me is, I think it's too high. I'm an open three because that's what it is, like a blanket. But I I, I like the Packers in this game. See, I, I'm going the other way. Cause this, and this gets
2: back to what we're saying if if your preseason convictions on things were correct, chances are you've done pretty well the first couple weeks of the season, and obviously the opposite would would be the case as well. But Kelly and I, we, we've said it. I think Parlay and I may have said it too. Like I'm just I just don't think the Packers are going to be that great this year, and so for me, I will still take that Buccaneers defense at home against the Packers. And I, it, you, what's the number three? Three. Yeah, I think I'm taking the Bucks here. I might
3: end up betting that as well.
2: Bucks. I bet the under last
3: night on this game. 47 and a half a shop hung out here.
1: It was 47 and a half? Yeah. 44 now. Yeah. So I got through with the
2: uh with the Packers, one of the two teams I got through with yesterday in Survivor. Uh, remember, first week of Circus Survivor. 3450 out of 6133 entries. 56.25% knocked out yesterday out of the remaining 2683. 673 more knocked out, 25.1%. Most of those, Browns and Bengals. Wow, we are down to 2010. Coming into tonight, more to come. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips. Updated every hour with actionable insights up to, uh, to up your betting game, rather. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you go for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Anders, Kelly Bidlin, guessing lines for week three in the National Football League. I think I like Tampa Bay best of the bunch. We are going to agree to disagree. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh so far standing out for me. All right, we have a couple more afternoon games here.
3: That we do, Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern time. Falcons at the Seahawks. Buy your tickets now.
2: <laughs> you are not required to watch this professional football game. The 0-2 Falcons, the 1-1 Seahawks. The Falcons made it very interesting against the Rams yesterday. They had a shot at winning this and breaking more survivor players' hearts. Marcus Mariota. Hawaiian pronunciation, 17 of 26 for 196, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times. Drake London, eight for 86 and a touchdown. Also a two point conversion. He looked good. Falcons had a fourth and one at the Rams, 13 with 530 left in the second quarter. When they were down 14, to nothing, they went for it, converted on a play where Mariota slipped, got up, completed a pass, still ended up kicking the field goal to make it 14 to three, but you're like, all right, Marcus, let's do this. Only 261 total yards for the Falcons, but in the fourth quarter, the Falcons outscored the Rams 17 to three, and had the ball with a chance to win this. And by the way, we'll get we'll get to more of the, the sequence of this when we get to the Rams. But do we have to have the discussion about when you're down eight and you go for two and you knock it down to six? Because the Rams, the Falcons, did this yesterday. They were down 31 to 17. They scored on a block punt, and they went for two, and they got it to Drake London to make it 31 to 25. And so, again, for those who are like, why are teams doing this? The math bears it out. I don't know how else to say it. There's a couple ways to look at it because it go, it's counterintuitive to our, to our football brains for all the mm-hmm. years we've watched football. But there, there's a couple ways to look at it. One, the difference between – the difference between – uh eight points and seven points, the difference between being down eight points and seven points is, is less than the difference between being down between seven and six points. And the other way to look at it is the, the expected points of a extra point and a two-point conversion are roughly the same. So given that, there is no downside to doing that. You have a second, chance the, to win.
1: Oh, the, ex, the expected, expected points, points. Yeah, so between your, one and 2 Your percentage, percentage of conversion
2: okay. of the one point, your percentage of conversion of the two point. Yeah. So, again, the difference between being down seven points and being down six points greater than the difference between being down seven and eight. And so that is why you go for it there.
1: Yeah, Rufus uh, Peabody, another friend of the show, he explains it pretty, pretty well. And I think Captain Jack Andrews has another... Uh, little piece on it too, you know, smart, smart guys. Yes. And they go through it because uh, it is counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And when I was first presented with it, I thought, well, I think you're nuts. And then you go through the math and say, oh, wait a second. You have a pretty good point here. here here's uh, here's what I would say. Because there's the book, the, the
2: math also tells you, by the way, when you're down four to go for two then. That one is much more difficult yeah, to wrap your brain around. I haven't seen that around. one yet. That one's much more, because that one, that one, I, I the thing about that one is, wait a minute. Yeah. But you're going from being down. You know, a, you f- a field two scores goal to, to win. a touchdown, so, or you know, yeah. So yeah. That, that one's more difficult. Yeah. This one, this one's a little less difficult yeah. to understand. Anyway, and yes. uh, Seattle yesterday, loses. Uh, Seattle loses to the Niners, which we'll get to. With the Niners and the Trey Lance injury. Geno Smith in defeat, twenty four of thirty. For 197, zero touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Tyler Lockett, nine catches for 107. The, the Seahawks only had 14 first downs. My goodness, how many bad offensive performances have we highlighted here? 14 first downs, 216 total yards, only 36 rushing. For the Pete Carroll, I'm trying to run down your throat offense, only 36 rushing yards. Seahawks were minus three in turnovers. They had three. The Niners had none. They had 10 penalties for 106, and they were out time of possession. Against the Niners, 38-20 to 21-40. By the way, this note from Brady Henderson about Geno Smith, this is a random. According to Elias via ESPN Stats and Info, Geno Smith's 80% completion rate, remember he was 24 of 30, is the highest minimum of 30 pass attempts in a game in which a quarterback's team didn't score a single offensive point since stats were first tracked for individual players in 1932.
1: Now we're going to Big Daddy Lipscomb time. (laughs) Yes, we are.
2: What is it, Atlanta at Seattle? Was that the game?
1: What a terrible game. I don't know, Seattle by three, I said. Uh, It's two everywhere. My power ratings come to two. And, you know, quick note on Geno Smith, uh, his QBR, where am I at? It was 51.6, which I was surprised was that high. But, you know, he did, uh, you know, he played well despite not getting into the end zone. You know, so um, he's not terrible. He's not great, but he's not terrible. <laughs> he's not
2: terrible. He's not terrible. It's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your number? What's your number?
1: Uh, my power range came to two. It's two pretty much everywhere. Uh, so I think two is fine for an opening number. Yeah, a little respect for the Falcons, I guess. Next, Kelly. Final afternoon game. Final afternoon game is
3: the
2: Rams at the Cardinals. Rams at the Cardinals. Okay. So we talked a little bit about both of these, but the Rams. Do squeak by the Falcons in the end, 31 to 27. Matthew Stafford, 27 of 36 for 272, three touchdowns, two picks, sacked once. Cooper Cup, 11 for 108, two touchdowns. He did lose a fumble, a huge fumble that gave the Falcons the ball back and a chance to win. Both teams in this game, the Rams and the Falcons, had three turnovers. By the way, Rams led 31-10 in the fourth quarter. They led by 21 in the fourth quarter. Imagine if this had gone by the wayside oh, as well. They gave up a touchdown to make it 31 to 17. And again, as I said, the ensuing drive, Rams punter Riley Dixon had his punt blocked and returned for a touchdown by Lorenzo Carter. And then the two point conversion to cut it from eight to six, as we just discussed 31 25. Then it was the ensuing drive where Cup had the fumble. And Atlanta took over at the Rams 37 with 322 left. But on third and 13 at the Rams, 24 with 118 left, Mariota intercepted by Jalen Ramsey. By the way, Atlanta had a chance for a Hail Mary attempt at the end of regulation, but Mariota couldn't even get it off, sacked by Justin Hollins. And then there's Arizona. What have we not said about them? Kyler Murray's final stats, 31 of 49 in the win. The amazing come-from-behind win against the Raiders. 31 of 49 for 277. One touchdown, one pick, sack once. Five carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. The amazing 21-second, 84.8-yard, two-point conversion. Multiple fourth-down conversions from Kyler. Arizona, 12 penalties for 120 yards.
1: What did you say about Kingsbury? Mm Mm-hmm
2: unprepared unprepared Arizona has allowed by the way points on 38 consecutive drives inside the red zone when they're on defense so here's just the first half versus the second half and overtime Arizona and points minus 20 points in the first half plus 26 second half and overtime five first downs in the first half 23 first downs second half and overtime 86 total yards first half, 327 second half and overtime. Jeez. And then yards allowed, 258 in the first half, 66 is all they allowed in the second half and overtime. Rams will be favored. It'll be more than three. I'll say Rams minus three and a half on
1: the road. It's four, a blanket four. My power ratings come to four. There's some flaws on both these teams. And I was checking out, I do a preseason ranking, you know, power rating. Uh, I've lowered the Rams one and a half points from my preseason ranking. Feels like I maybe should have lowered them more than that. I've lowered the Cardinals four points from my preseason ranking. I still think Kyler Murray is not that good. I do not like Kingsbury. I've been saying that from day one, and I'm not changing. I mean, it was a miracle that they won yesterday. and And a bigger miracle that they even won by six. Yes. Yeah this that score could be very very deceiving. So I mean my power range's come to 4, that's what it is, that's what I'm going to open. But boy this is this is a tough game. There's both these teams are pretty flawed. By the way, just thinking about
2: Survivor. Who the heck am I picking next week? We'll oh, worry about that another day.
1: Yeah, we got to worry about those uh, you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and you know. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they made it tough this year.
2: Oh, it's, it's the, the curse. But we haven't even of...
1: got to the tough part yet.
2: Well, what's amazing, again, the first year of Survivor two years ago was circa. It was 1,300-plus entries. Yeah. It's two weeks, and we've almost gotten there from 6133. Yeah. We're at 2010. Whew. Man, oh, man. But there's nothing better than Survivor. Yeah, but just looking at this at a glance, I have no idea right now. Well, Kelly and I have all week to talk about Survivor, talk about our favorite teasers. Kelly, what are you in Circa Millions? How'd you do?
3: One and three with uh, Vikings pending tonight. A lot of those, uh, I was on the opposite side. A lot of those uh, swings at the end of the games yeah. yesterday.
2: and I was on the right side of all of them. And by right side, I mean completely butt lucky. <laughs> but that's the NFL. Uh, you think I'm apologizing? Hails no. Minnesota gets it done. It's a pair of four and ones for me in Circa Millions. Whoa. Yeah. Not that that's going to get me a quarter win. You can you can win a contest going four and one, but you can't win a quarter going four and one. That's the uh, that's the interesting part about that. Coming back, prime time games next on Guessing Lines Numbers Game. Again, Monday night double header tonight, and Kelly points this out. We might complain here on the, in the Pacific Time Zone. Hey, I wish the games you know we could watch one full game and then start the second one. But for the East Coasters, this is a good deal that they overlap by a half. Yes.
3: Yeah, I would think so. 8, eight, seven fifteen, and eight thirty Eastern Time starts yeah. for those two. Yeah, I, I know last year we got the the seven o'clock Pacific Time one for us. I think it was last year or the year before. Uh, that was nice, but yeah, I think 10, ten o'clock Eastern Time it's a little late for an NFL game to be
2: starting. All three of us have uh, grown up on the East Coast, yeah. so we know yeah. we know it very well. Best part about living in the Pacific Time Zone? Sports times. Oh yeah, without yeah. question. Yeah. Lack of humidity, comes I was gonna, in I was gonna say close lack of in. mosquitoes like <laughs> yes. Mosquitoes, yes. yes, number
3: two. Yes. That
2: would be my DC perspective on things. All right, Sunday night football. What do we got? 49ers at the Broncos. Well, good thing they didn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, this is listen, we when when Las Vegas Chris, Matt Brown, and I, Matt Brown, co-host of the final countdown, with story we bought at Tony here on the network, when the three of us did the mega the uh, NFL preview uh, megapod back in August. I said out loud, "I was like, why are at this point aren't they just keeping them? Like, what do they think that this is like? some like this is a Super Bowl ready team." And Matt and Chris agreed to co-sign wholeheartedly. I would have too, absolutely. Keep him. And so now, Trey Lance, who was two of three for thirty yards, he suffers a season-ending broken right angle, uh, Broken right ankle. Pardon me.
1: You're thinking about right angle. I don't blame him. And they're picking Wyoming. Giving that outright winner that on Wyoming. a 17-point dog. Yeah, it's not it.
2: a broken right angle. A broken right ankle on a play with 2.33 left in the first quarter.
1: Poor kid. Just awful to see. I mean, it's going to be like three years before he's actually played a football game. Or he's had like you know, two. Tim Hasselbeck
2: said, you know, in the last 1,000 days, do you know how many starts he's played in football? Two. I'm talking about college and pro. Yeah. one thousand days, six.
1: Six, okay.
2: And Tim Hasselbeck says you you can't get better at anything not doing it. So yeah, the Jim- Malcolm
1: Gladwell theory you have yeah. to have ten thousand hours. That's this guy's right. Got you know what? Uh, you know three hours. The
2: Beatles in Hamburg. Yeah, ten thousand hours. So Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, and remember the stat: starting quarterbacks under Shanahan in San Francisco, thirty-one and fourteen with Garoppolo, nine and twenty-nine with everyone else. Garoppolo ends up 13 of 21 for 154, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Debo, four for 53 on the ground, five catches for 44 yards. Uh, They held Seattle to 216 total yards, 36 rushing, as we mentioned, and they were plus three in turnovers and had the time of possession uh, lead to 38-20 to 21-40, total domination. Only one penalty for the uh, Niners the whole game, 26 yards. I'm guessing that was a P.I. They're at Denver. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> another one of my survivors. Another one of my survivors. Oh, Kev, someone help him in the corner. That's happening. I think he is answering emails right now. Kev, Kev's like, I got things to do, Gil. Uh, Denver beats Houston 16-9. to 9. Good God, is Denver bad? Wilson, 14 for 31 for 219. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. But if they two-minute warning of the first half, do you know what his numbers were? Four of 15 for 48. Almost halfway through the game. Cortland Sutton ends up with seven catches for 122. Denver had 13 penalties for 100 yards. This a week after, they had 12 penalties for 106 yards in that debacle versus Seattle. That's 25 penalties for 206 yards in two weeks. That's how poorly prepared this team is under Nathaniel Hackett, 25 penalties for 206 yards. And so many of them are delay Mm -hmm. penalties. It got so bad. And I've never seen this in, in my entire life of watching football. The Denver home crowd was chanting the countdown of the play clock. (laughs) Have you ever seen that before in your life at a football game? It was like a free throw three, a free throw. It's been bizarre. These first
3: two weeks. I mean, they've had problems with it. It's it's crazy. And this guy, I, he sounds like a doofus, too, when he gets on the on the mic post. Game. He's, out he's out of breath. He's out of breath. Yeah. He just doesn't seem prepared at all to talk about the decisions he's made the whole game. He's Kelly. walking
1: around on the sideline. He's got that little chart that he's writing down. I thinking thinking. <laughs> I think Parlay said he, two weeks into the season, he's the worst coach in the NFL. Yeah. Kelly said doofus.
3: I agree with Portals. <laughs> I think he's the worst coach in the NFL. I don't even know. It's two weeks in. He
2: has to be. Um, by the way, the Broncos lost both Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertan, their two first round uh, draft picks in previous years here, to shoulder injuries in the first half. They never returned. But just to give you know, Denver, and th- this sequence says it all. Well, first of all, Denver, fourth and two at the 50. They're down nine to six, 635 left in the third quarter. They went for it, they converted Wilson to Sutton for six yards. Okay. But then three plays later, it's 3rd and 1 at the Houston 40 at the Houston 35. They're down 9 to 6. 3rd and 1 at the Houston 35. They're down 9 to 6. And they call a tight end option. Yeah. Andrew Beck in a very poorly spaced tight end option where the running back was not nearly far enough away from him. They lose a yard. Then instead of going for it on 4th again like they had just done at midfield, They decide to go for the game-tying field goal, but they get called for delay and have to punt. That sequence sums up the first two weeks of Nathaniel Hackett. Right there. Somehow, they cobbled together a victory, but their fans are chanting down the play clock. Uh, San Francisco minus three on the road. By the way, I bet San Francisco, once the Niners decided to keep him this offseason, I bet them to win the NFC and the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'll say Niners minus three. It's funny. You lose your starting quarterback, and I, I haven't updated my futures. That's going to be the next thing I do after I, I'm going to lower the Niners. Yeah, because I got a better chance. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, you know, my numbers come to San Francisco, a half a point favorite. Ooh. So pick them, essentially. It's pick them everywhere. Really? But I'm looking at this game. Are there you is kidding no me? chance I could bet Denver in Give this game. Give me the Niners, if baby. If this comes down to any kind of a coaching matchup, oh. Forget about it. This, this would be this uh, is off a, the charts. This is a pick'em. This is a pick'em game everywhere. I even see them favored in uh, one spot, I would say. One spot.
3: Yeah, I believe there was a shop or two here in town that opened up uh Denver one yesterday. Yeah,
1: I still see a one hanging out there. Uh man, I mean wow. it, like I said, my numbers, some and I always say it, it just gives you a place to start power ratings. But I'm looking, power ratings. I have him a half a point fair. which is just pick him. There's no chance I could bet Denver in this game. Zero chance I could bet Denver.
2: You know, how Russell Wilson got his, his hand, got jammed with the hammer finger last year. We thought, oh, well, yeah. he's, he's tough coming yeah. back from the injury. He may not be
1: good anymore. He, I was just going to say that. Remember, I, I've always said how feared I was of yeah. this guy for years and years and years. I think he is taking a step downhill. He is not the same quarterback. And they just gave him, like, what, 200 some million? Yeah. The sign here. I think they were waiting for that ownership to go through. Uh, some, he is not as good as he was. Some of us might have been for MVP. Kelly? Yeah, we might have. Monday
2: night? Monday night football. NFC East battle. Cowboys at the Giants. Oh. Dallas, one and one. Cooper Rush 19 of 31 yesterday, 235. One touchdown, no picks. Sack once. And the uh, Cowboys win over the Bengals. Noah Brown, five for 91 and a touchdown. Um. Cowboys had a 4th and 2 at their own 44, 1229 left in the first quarter, rushed to Brown for 17. Six plays later, rushed to Brown, 9-yard touchdown pass. That put the Cowboys up 7 to nothing. They were on their way. Giants, they're 2-0, and, oh, and they could be 4-0 and oh, or 6-2 and two based on the schedule. Giants beat the Panthers. Daniel Jones, 22 of 34 for 176. One touchdown, no picks, sack three times. Saquon, 21 for 72. Giants only had 265 total yards in victory. They gave up only 275, but again, they were plus 2 in turnovers. I mean, a pick'em, I guess. It's at New York, right? Uh, I'll say pick'em.
1: It's at New York. I made the Giants two. It's pretty much three everywhere. Uh, and by the way, you got to amend my. I'm going to open the, the the Niners a one point favorite. I'm not going with the pick'em. Uh, gotcha. Anyway, this is from Aaron Schatz. Uh Just a preview of the Giants. Probably after beating the Cooper Rush Cowboys, here's a list of the worst three and O teams by DVOA. Okay, listen down. And the Giants are a now they're not three and and0 yet, yeah. You know, but if I mean they're favored this week, they'd be one of the worst uh, according to the DVOA. So I think they've been pretty lucky. Uh, anyway, it is three everywhere. I'm going to open three because that's you know I don't want to mess with that. But if I see it going lower, I'm definitely going to
2: go. I think I think the Niners and the Bucks are my favorite two plays of the week based on this exercise.
1: Oh, by the way, I see a two and a half. <laughs> I'm going to open
2: two and a half. Make sure to monitor practice reports for banged up quarterbacks this week. For example, at Chargers, line will go wildly changing based on Justin Herbert news. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show so that means at least 20 every single day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. Appreciate it. Lombardi line next at VEASAN, the sports betting network.